Folks, to episode 113 of the Morgue, an official Corpse Feed podcast. And I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. And with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez. Tex, how's it going, dude? How are you? Oh, man. Howdy, everybody. Howdy, Arturo. We got a lot this week. A, a lot of like cool stuff coming. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, Beavis and Butthead do the universe. It, like, <laughs> so, Beavis and Butthead, a big thing for Paramount. Um, you know, I do work for Paramount, so I have to say that, get that out of the way, all that stuff. You know, all my opinions are my own. They're not, they don't, they're not responsible. All that good stuff. Please get <laughs> stuff out of the way. With all that being said, Paramount is like going hard on the animated series. So not only are they bringing back the old Beavis and Butthead episodes with the music videos yes. intact. Yes. I know, right? That's a huge that's, that's a huge deal. That's the best that, part. That was that was what made Beavis and Butthead great, you know, like one hundred percent. Yeah, you great. would get you would get like the five, ten minute cartoons or whatever and laugh at them. But like the biggest part were like the commentaries. The the commentaries of the music videos, man. Yep. And like um so yeah, outside of that, they're also doing a new like revival series. They're they're bringing it back for new episodes. Nice, and nice. And and this new movie out in June, Do the Universe. So um, it looks like the first trailer came out. It looks like they they like travel through time after they do some space mission and like I yeah, don't know, man. It I'm, looks it I'm looks very it, yeah. wild. Um, <laughs> yeah. I saw yeah, the man. trailer just a little while ago. I was um, I was tearing up because uh, the comedy was just so funny. It was uh, it was good. It was a breath of fresh air kind of comedy. You know, it's been a while since right. we've seen something that stupid on TV. You know, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, just so, just um, dumb yeah. laughs. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Just I'm very excited and, about it. I'm, yeah. uh, as you mentioned before, I'm even more excited of the show coming back with the original music videos. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I stressed on the show in the past that um, that was a gateway for a lot of my musical tastes as a young kid. Because, you know, as an immigrant coming to America and stuff, you don't have that uh, at your fingertips until you had Beavis and Butthead mm-hmm. and stuff. So I'm very happy about that. We, we get to see all the, you know, commentary on all the music videos. That was one of the best parts, especially when they were just channel surfing, right? That was awesome. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, I'm, I'm happy about yeah. this. I'm very glad about this. This is good. Yeah, because uh, back in the day, uh, they had a whole beef with like Winger, because Winger was the shirt for uh, I forget the kid's name, but the one the kid they made fun of for yes. like trying to hang around them all the time. Yes, and so Winger Winger was the dumb band, and like I remember they started this whole thing because people started treating the band that way, and like yeah. That's that's how big Beavis and Butthead I mean, used to be listen, in terms of like you know in terms of culture, right? In terms of like music and all that stuff. Basically. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's wild. It's uh, it was part of that uh, huge MTV early '90s, mid '90s generation with Liquid Television when they had um, um, the head was one of them. When this dude with a huge with a huge cranium, right. they had the yeah. state as well, which was that sketch comedy show with a bunch of comedians from uh, Reno 911. You know what I mean? Uh, like th- that whole creative group uh, was part of that. Uh, 
uh, a sketch comedy show. They had um, um, uh, Aeon Flux, Beavis and Butthead. Right, so yeah. it was Adult Swim before Adult Swim, you know? Um, yeah. And uh, it was awesome. I'm glad they're bringing this back because um, they're bringing back everything else from our childhood pretty much. Why not just bring this right along I'm, I'm waiting for a whole you know snake compilation on paramount you know um yeah. <laughs> i'm excited about this yeah, man, man. I, i'm excited about this it should be fun i can't wait it should be uh so moving along with the streaming releases we have a uh, pinocchio for disney plus <laughs> yes, uh, hitting do. in like september um that like as soon as i saw the trailer before i knew it was disney plus i was like no this looks like a disney plus joint you know like it it looks that way. Like, yeah. even, like, I, I thought we were past the live action remake thing, right? Like, I um, thought Disney no. figured out that it stopped working. Like, it's not until the they milk them all. You know? Not until they milk every single one of those properties, oh, you know? Oh, boy. Um, the last yeah. one we had in theaters was, um, which one? Dumbo, right? Um, is it Dumbo? Dumbo? Dumbo was one of the most recent ones that I remember in theaters in terms of like adaptation of a non of non human kind of form, you know. Um, right. In uh, in this one, it looks kind of cool because it looks like they're focusing on uh, on Jiminy Cricket, right? I I guess I don't know, man. That that like realistic slash cartoon look for him. I, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know. man. Um, I'm not. They didn't show any of Pinocchio at all. Right. I guess they're just going to milk Tom Hanks for all he's worth until he's like old, right? Because he's going to just become this kind of, as he ages, he's just going to be this actor doing all these like roles that they've been waiting to kind of dish out because they needed some, a really good old man actor, you know, that that wasn't Clint Eastwood or something. Because he he already played Walt Disney in like that Saving Mr. Banks show or Saving Mr. Banks movie. That's right. He's already been, um, Woody. Uh, Mr. Rogers, right? He's Sir already Rogers, been Woody, Woody like Geppetto and, now. And the, yeah, the other thing too with Tom Hanks is that he takes on like a lot of roles, man. In, in terms of like you know, it, it's really hard to gauge quality right away. Yeah, because you know? he, like, he's it, also um, he's also a big Robert Zemeckis guy, so Zemeckis will yeah. reach out to him for anything that involves children, uh, um, yeah. because it's like, oh, Tom Hanks is here, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be a, a safe hit for the family, you know. So right. who knows? Yes, um, that's you know, exactly it. It's on Disney Plus, um, as we mentioned. It's I already yeah, have no, Disney Plus. No. We're gonna just eventually watch it. The kids are gonna want to watch it. So let's see what happens. I I wish yeah. they would have showed. Um, I guess we'll get more as we go along. It comes out soon, right? When does it come out? It comes out in like September. Yeah. So, so yeah, hopefully we'll, we get we'll some more of that trailer. whale scene. Yeah. That's that's what I want to see. I want to see you know how Pinocchio looks. Oh, um, uh, Monstro. Like a, a big CG monstro. Uh, that's yeah. That's the whale's name, monstro. I oh, think. is it? Okay. Uh, um. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Like, if we get that, that'd be pretty cool. I think that's gonna be like the epic thing there. If they if they can pull it off. Yeah, we'll definitely. You're right. We'll definitely get that in the trailer. Like yeah, as like absolutely. a last shot in the trailer kind of thing. A big whale mouth opening up. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's. You know. Again, it's gonna be a home thing. You know. But that being said, though, Rescue Rangers, uh, their uh, previous are uh, a home really. Right, that that was pretty yeah. awesome. So they're gonna have to kind of top that in terms of quality. So let's see what happens. Yeah, in terms of in terms of quality, in terms of live action animated things, yeah. you know. So it, it's it, it's gonna be different. Uh, speaking yeah. of different, and speaking of Disney, they it's not a streaming release. I don't think so. I think it's for theaters. Um, so it's called Strange World. Uh, Disney Animation. It's the you know it's the Frozen Studio. It's the Wreck It Ralph Studio. It's the Moana Studio or whatever. It, it's just like 
I don't know, the sci-fi adventure movie looking thing with like a family or I don't. Yeah, I don't know, dude. It looks good. I don't know. Um, as just like you said, um, I don't know. It is definitely um, Disney is looking for that new family, right? Um, because they had Incredibles a while ago and they milked out for a little bit. I'm not sure if they're going to end up making Incredibles 3 at any point, but they're looking for a non-Pixar Disney kind of family that they can kind of push out there and make rides and merchandise for. And this one looks pretty cool because it looks different. It's sci-fi adventure. Uh, it has a very like lost in space, uh, center of the earth kind of feel, right? Um, right, right. Looks cool. Again, is um, I'm not sure if this is going to be a, a theatrical release, but if you put it on Disney Plus, chances are I'm going to watch it. I mean, right? Eventually, it'll be on Disney. Either way, it'll be on Disney Plus eventually. Speaking of streaming, speaking of actually getting to see things, uh, so Netflix, they uh, their next big one is Spiderhead, I believe. We we talked about the Gray Man last time with yes. uh, Chris Evans and like and Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. And Spiderhead is actually directed by Top Gun Maverick director. Uh, I forget his last name, but it's like Joseph something. It's got Chris Hemsworth in it, Miles Teller, and Journey Smollett. And I don't know what to think of it. I, I think like I, I think it looks like a streaming release, if you know what I mean. You know. It, yeah. It um, looks- I feel the same way. I'm I'm a little torn as well. I I don't know where it's leaning towards. You see some drama aspects for sure right in the beginning but then as the trailer goes along you get a lot of different kind of horror things going on in there right a psychological horror thriller kind of deal the cast looks good i like everyone involved i become a fan of miles teller recently since uh viewing maverick so i'm hoping his um his baby face streak continues more on that later folks but um it looks cool. I think Miles Teller is the protagonist and Hemsworth is the antagonist in this one. And it- which is which is good for Hemsworth though, because like he he's had um, uh, we talked about this last yeah. time with the Gray Man, where it's like the Marvel the Marvel actors got got basically pigeonholed into like one type of role. Yeah, he had know? a huge and- baby face run, right? <laughs> he yeah. So now. Yeah, exactly. So now maybe now it's time for Hemsworth to like test out the waters and other things. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Like, it looks like he's having a good time. I'm hoping I have a good time watching because yeah, as Dude. a right as yeah, as of right now, it looks like a movie I'm going to watch. Then be like, yeah, that was fine. And then we'll review it. <laughs> then I'll forget about it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, <laughs> oh, like the platform, right? When the platform showed up on Netflix, it was like, it was like, oh, right. watch the platform. Now I was like, what? The platform? You know? Um, but yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Hemsworth is pulling one heck of an American accent from what I've noticed in this one. I, I haven't heard him go no that American yeah. yet. Um, so I'm pretty excited to see how that all pans out. Because even when we saw him in Ghostbusters, when he was kind of like, you know, the eye candy for the ladies in, uh, in that movie. Um, right. He was just kind of this kind of dumb oaf with an accent, though. Um, and uh, this one, he goes full-blown American villain. Um, so let's see what happens. It looks like he might have some fun with it based on how he's treating it and based on what we saw in the trailer. But like you said, um, it's good for him in terms of showing his other ranges. I know he can act because I've seen him in other movies. Right. There was one in particular, I forgot the name of it, unfortunately, where he played um, an F1 driver. and uh, he Rush? Was- Yes, that's the one. With this dude who plays, uh, what's his face? I forget. Anyways, he was awesome in Rush. 
Yeah, he was awesome in Rush, and uh, yeah. he has range. We know he can do action. In Rush, he showed he has a little bit more range in terms of like slowing everything down, getting a little bit more methodical mm-hmm. with everything. Um, but this one looks like it's going to show another dynamic that he can uh, kind of throw at us. That's not just this outright strong villain. You know what I mean? I mean, um, right. a, a strong protagonist or even like a strong villain on top of that. It looks like he's this brainy kind of dude. A la, like you can say like uh, the villain in Iron Man 3, right? Where you had Guy Pierce play that guy who was like this mastermind. So it looks like he's kind of going in that kind of rich mastermind kind of thing. Looks cool. Right. Let's see what happens. It's Netflix. We're watching. It's at home. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we're watching. Either way, we're watching this. Like I said, um, my thing is like, I hope it's not one of those I watch and then instantly forget about. Because like looking at it, I'm like, well, it's one of those. I mean, listen. As long I mean, as it does the Netflix trick for that, like that day, though. you know, if it satisfies yeah. me on that day, I'm good. Because most of the time, I don't really rewatch or revisit any of these movies that come out on streaming unless they're excellent. But even then, like, for instance, I've, I, I haven't point. Re- revisited Fear Street. You know, the movie was awesome, especially uh, um, what, 74, right? Like, you know. Yeah, we no, no. it is what it is. Um, these are s- single serving movies, as uh, Tyler Durden put it, right? Like uh, single-serving yeah. friends and all that stuff. Yeah, it's the same thing. These are single-serving movies just providing kind of this buffer in place of bigger releases in store. You know what I mean? So that's what it is. Yeah, that's fair. Speaking of bigger releases Oh, my God. Store, Speaking right? of, uh, folks. Uh, and now for our feature presentation. As we came and told you guys before, we are doing double features all summer long. There's a lot of content out there for you guys. Some good, some bad, you know, and on this one, we have both books. We have yeah, right. we have both for you guys. Um, starting with the bad. The first uh, first off in our feature presentation today is going to be David Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future, starting Viggo Morrison and Leah Sadu and uh, Kristen Stewart. In short, because uh, Tex um, was yeah, fortunate enough. I did. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Tex oh, was, was fortunate say, enough was... <laughs> to you know to miss this one. You know, um, honestly. Right. Um, I've I've thought long and hard about this one. I'm a big Cronenberg fan, and I didn't even realize it. I love all his old stuff, and I love the stuff that isn't wild as well. You know, I love his adaptations. I know he did History of Violence and Eastern Promises. Right. Those two he didn't write, so but those came out absolutely fantastic. And then you have the ones he did write: Scanners, The Brood, Dead Zone, all that good stuff, right? All that stuff yeah. is all that stuff is great. In retrospect, even when you watch it back, it's great. There's a story. The story is usually crazy. Everything in it is there's a lot of elements of just that are just out there that he manages to piece together and make very cohesive and and understandable to the viewer. In the case of Crimes of the Future, I have to just kind of shit on all over it, honestly. It's just not <laughs> it's not good. You know, I didn't like it, man. Wow. Yeah, because I I was gonna ask you about that because like the last the last movie he like did completely all the way through of like directing, writing, and producing was uh, Cosmopolis. Back I didn't in watch that one. Twelve. Yeah, me neither. It was like ten years ago, and uh, as as I remember, it probably wasn't so good either. It had like uh, it had uh, Robert Pattinson in it, and Paul Giamatti, and like um, and Kirsten Dunst I, wasn't she in that one too? I, I or is she in so. another one of his? No, uh, no, she was in another one of his, the Stars uh, one or whatever it is, right? Maps, yeah, Maps to the Stars. Yes. that came after that. Yeah, and um, that's uh, that's what I was gonna ask because you know, Crimes of the Future was like I'm so. I know, like, my first big question, right? Uh, so, 
clearly it's a stay away from it, right? Like a pay for, an on oh, our scale. No, of it's a clearly pay, pay for it, way for This it. is the okay. most stay away from it. This is the clearest stay away from it I can put out there. Because at times we're like, you know what? You can you can wait for it and watch it at home. No, this one just stay away from it. Even when it shows up at okay. home, just stay away from it. It's okay. it's um it, obviously if you're a fan of Cronenberg, you're probably you know you're probably already seen it. You're gonna watch it. Um, the only really the only really Cronenbergy things that are in this movie are obviously the the optics. That's okay. the only thing I can tout that is a success here. It's the Cronenberg optics, right? You have the creepy sci-fi looking bio mech organic looking stuff that he's he, he's mm-hmm. used to, right? We've seen it in um, existence, right? Yes. And um, we've seen it as well in um, in Videodrome. So he's out there when it comes to optics, right? I went back and I reviewed The Brood for Corpse Feed. And the optics there are just wild. You have this, this woman at the end just licking a baby fresh out of this, like, sack. It's wild. Um, so... You get that here. You don't get a lot of practical stuff, unfortunately, because of the nature of the whole movie. So, okay, in gist, right? Wait, yeah. So, yes. so, uh, so, like, what? What is this thing actually about? Okay, so, Ocho? what? Like, it, what is this? In really quick summation of everything, right? It's it's the future, right? Food is oh. now. Oh, also, also, full spoilers. Full spoilers, uh, yeah, I, full spoilers. Know, yeah, for for anybody still listening, you got, uh, you you got, know. for anybody still listening, yeah, just yeah, full spoilers. You guys should know this, right? Yeah, it was like hop, hop off now, go watch Crimes of the Future. I guess if you want to go see it and, and prove our theory wrong, forward, just fast well, forward ten minutes yeah, or so in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but like it's it's clear that we're not missing out on much then uh, by by our tour of spoiling. No, thing, so. no, it's it's very so, clear. I'm gonna spoil it because there's also not much to spoil because. Because the story isn't really there. There's not much of a story. So the whole thing is this. It's the future, right? The Mm -hmm. body has now learned to digest synthetic food, plastics and whatnot. This happening is causing the body to develop new organs and all this stuff. So um, that's the whole the whole thing of it, the body, the body is developing new organs because of the change in food and all this stuff. And Viggo Morton's character is one of the only few that you see on screen actually still eating what seems to be non-synthetic food, right? But he's the only okay. dude who's like d- evolved to a point where he's just producing these random organs, right? And they use this in an in art performance. So his his art partner, uh, Leah Seydoux, right? Uh, she is the one doing the cutting. They're pretty much c- cutting him up as a live performance and and removing the the extra organ and tattooing it, right? It looks dope because the 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 actual yeah, insides I'm, are all imagine, organic. Yeah, it looks yeah, great. But I, the, I imagine surgery scenes. But but yeah. but the cutting the, the 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 cutting stuff reminds me of like you know maybe late '90s sci-fi stuff. Which is like, dude, Aww. like you got to evolve that. It looks very CG. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, that sucks, you know, because um, like I think in terms of like good surgery scenes, like basically count them on like one hand. You know, like the like the Prometheus baby oh, squid thing, dude. and like yes, yeah, you know, like yes, like in terms great, of like good surgeries, yeah. 
Like I, that's that's a shame. Yeah, like, you, uh, you'd figure yeah. you'd figure with the main gimmick being surgeries, right? Like that that it would nail those. Visuals yeah, but luckily it does do the like you know once he's open, it's all practical, right? Okay, um, okay, which is cool. But it's there's a lot of cutting and a lot of like CGI scalpels just kind of making incisions here and there, um, and and it doesn't end up looking that great. It kind of takes you off because you're so used to Cronenberg using practical shit for everything right um since his since the brood you know what i mean um you're just used to not seeing a lot of cg and um i mean i guess i would have accepted it if he would have explained his environment more there's a lot of designs in this thing that are just like it's it they're just very hr geiger ish mixed together with cronenberg ish you know what i mean but it it doesn't it's for nothing you know what i mean it's very gaudy um, as I said in my mm, review, it's gaudy okay. and uh, and pointless. You know, um, for instance, you know, um, in an image, it's so wild. Dude. It, it is, like, dude. I've, it is. It really is. I've I've seen I've seen the complete opposite reaction too. Like I, I I've seen people praising these things over like like because uh, in my head I'm like, oh, is it supposed to be like this artsy thing that's just like uh, once again, Arthur? We have this conversation again. Mm-hmm. I think it, it, we're starting to have this like every week. It seems like. Like, you know, because the stuff comes out and it's like, are we supposed to like this as as like, yeah, quote unquote, horror fans? Right. Are we are we supposed to like it and be like, you know what, folks? Well, I got the I got the real art behind here. I got here on this show on the morgue. We tend to debunk all that nonsense because (laughs) for some reason, we just don't see eye to eye when it comes to this elevated sci fi horror a tour director kind of nonsense. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And I went back specifically to watch all his older stuff, right? Because supposedly this script was written 20 years ago, 20, 30 years ago, or some nonsense like that, a Ooh, long time ago, boy. right? So okay. I'm like, okay, cool. If that's the case, let me go back and check out his older stuff to kind of see, you know, if there's anything there. Dude, no. Right. This, I, uh, this was not made into a movie a long time ago for a reason. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, it, because yeah, like yeah. even back then, like there was, there's just no story text. There's no story there. You you start like you start going into this. It's what seems like an underworld, but not really, because now every uh, like cutting becomes like a sexual thing. Um, so, so this movie goes into that crash world. If if, you, if everyone out there is, is isn't familiar with Cronenberg's Crash, it's a movie where people get off to to auto accidents. You know, like get off right, legit to yeah. auto accidents, and this kind of thing falls in that same way where people are getting off to surgery, people are getting off to cutting. There's a scene where. Um, where Vigo is trying out this this um, this autopsy machine that that they do their uh, their live performances in, and he accidentally cuts his partner, and she's into it, and he's like, "Oh, okay, let me let me do some other stuff here." Um, so it gets to a okay. point where it's like, "Okay, where are you going with this?" Because I can. I can stomach the visuals. That's not the problem. But where are you going with this? You know, eventually, yeah, what's, the, what's the point behind exactly? It all, right? What's the okay. end game, right? Eventually, it's it's for not it's for nothing. For nothing, Vigo's body. Yeah, because it's like because like, what's the message? Like what what is the you know what is the purpose you're trying to convey, right? Like yeah, if it's not a that's the thing too, right? Um, if there's no story, then you're looking for that. What is this an analogy for? What is this yeah, a metaphor? There's for, definitely right? like some you know some social commentary 
in terms of uh, what the world is turning into and how humans are developing and stuff like that. But it's like, come on, man. You know, like it's, it's so it's on. all like base level, base level stuff that you get. Like, yeah, you know, it's the, the it, same criticisms. Like it's there. Oh, humans. Yeah, it's okay, there. It's yeah. there because even so they have this. Uh, so Kristen Stewart's character, she's part of this um, um, new organ registration program where you have to register your new organs because they're like they want to document all these new human evolutions and stuff. So you get a lot right. of political stuff with that. You know, not a lot because the movie's not long but you get some a, a good chunk of like a political stuff with that you get a good chunk of social commentary a good chunk of what is really art and what gets people off it's that kind of stuff um that being said i could see this movie releasing in the late 90s and and it would have been fine in that space because he would have had that um existence movie come right before that you yeah, know yeah i was gonna say i was like so it's the, the right alongside the tooth gun right like, yeah uh, yeah dude <laughs> exactly so you know like that fits in that same vein and then it's all the visuals you see in the trailer by the way are like also fall flat that guy with all the ears stitched to him he's just a performance artist dancing to some cool electronic music there's nothing more behind that at all done and you know you know what i mean you know now that <laughs> now that you're you're breaking this down it, it's got me thinking like cronenberg really doesn't do worlds well no right? now, now that i'm thinking about it right like it's more like but you know what the, the one central visual or the one central yeah. Yes, but and the rest of it just kind of is there. Yes. To your point, though, to your point, though, that is very true. But he does. He used to make that story so centralized that everything else would kind of make sense around it. You know what I mean? That's very true. In this one, it doesn't. And that's my problem. It's very half-assed. The story, it's like, oh, I can add this here and I can add this here and this. I'm like, okay, cool. You're getting somewhere. But as I said in my review, it never reaches a climax. It never reaches a peak where you're like, okay, now I'm fully in. Let's take this roller coaster down and see what happens that you never get there with this movie. And then it just ends very disappointing. Um, it's a very, you know, it's like, Oh, this is it. Okay. Let me get out of here and go home. Like it's, uh, it yeah, it was, it was disappointing, dude. Be like, like we've, like we've said many times in the past and we'll probably likely say many times in the future, you know, you and I have gone on record and we can say we will respect the art. We yes. will respect the technique. We 100%. will respect the craft that goes into to it and like you said you are giving a lot of credit to you know the visuals that work to what works and what you know but at the same time it's like you can be artsy fartsy and you can have your you know coded message within you know within your movie but also you can make a good movie right it's like make your make an entertaining movie at the same time yeah it's very possible just just go back and watch mandy you know you had the art and then you had the horror but the horror never let up because of the art in fact the art elevated the horror and the horror elevated the art it, it was beautiful it's beautiful yeah see and that's that's what elevated horror should be yes. right like that it should be the art and the horror working in tandem like Absolutely. hereditary yeah like Midsommar, great example yep like like the those witch movies yep. where you're, the witch uh, the vavitch you know <laughs> like those movies they heightened everything by the by the rest of the package so i mean it's so wild because like i you know of course like i'm like yeah i believe you above all else of course but like it i'm like wow it's so wild seeing so many of the reactions like praising it as like, yeah, the best um, cro- for, as the best cronenberg's done in a long time which is what's true i it, i guess like it's true by default right like because 
he hasn't made he, a movie he in hasn't a while, done something but... in a while. So that's I guess that's yeah. true. If you're comparing yeah. it to nothing before that, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but again, like I'm one that a long time ago, to be honest with you, I stopped reading reviews because I didn't want that other opinion. I didn't want to hear um, right. that that other side of the story. I'm like, let me just make sure I'm clear headed going in. That way I'm not thinking of certain things. So I, I stopped reading reviews a while ago and making my own. So it listen, some people will like it. Good for them. It was made for them. But Cronenberg has a lot more stuff in his catalog yeah, that you can go back go watch to. A, a better one. Yeah, right? you can go like, back go to and a- rewatch, man. Dude, even his stuff that he adapted. Go watch Eastern Promises. Go watch um, A History of Violence, man. Th- things adapted from graphic novels that he, he along with Viggo Mortensen, made freaking uh, just amazing movies with those two things, man. Um, it, go back and watch a video drone, man. Go back, go back and watch Scanners. If you want to see a crazy story, Scanners. At first, when I was rewatching, I'm like, yeah, this is a little crazy right now. But then it's like I said, he manages to kind of, kind of um, concentrate and focus that uh, that wildness to the point where everything else gets kind of filled in bit by bit, and it makes sense. You right. know, you're like, oh, the Scanners world. That's like, yeah, of course, of course, there's a baby scanner in her trying to scan you and blow up your head. Of course, because they're giving him this serum. Oh, it, it all. Right. kind of made sense because they didn't have to he didn't have to fully explain a bunch of stuff because the way he wrote things you're like okay cool i get it and that's going back with the brood like if you guys haven't seen the brood it's this woman who just controls this wild pack of like ugly children with like just i don't know where the fuck they come from right but like they're born out of sacks and then she controls them like a hive mind but again it was focused with just a, um, a number of people it never got bigger than like going out of a city you know what i mean or anything like that and, and he was able right. to kind of build this small world around this story and made all this wildness seem very logical and that's why i was so disappointed with this one because i liked what i saw in the trailer i know we both did our reactions you guys can go back and listen to it i was very positive going in with this one especially after watching his old stuff i'm like yo I can't wait for this stuff. You know, he was he was awesome. You know, back in the day, yes, he was wild, but the shit made sense. Here, he just got a little carried away, I guess, with the visuals. The performances themselves were not that great either. Um, Viggo Mortensen's character, because of all the extra organs he was growing, was oh, always like he was always talking in like a scruffy kind of voice. And then I remember I mentioned to you off air that there was this um, police officer character with a really really heavy African accent, and like that is a detriment only because I didn't understand what he was saying. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like if you're doing that, that's fine. But then you're introducing these, all these different characters. And and I know we mentioned this with the movie old, everyone had a different accent and it was the same thing here. It looks like he just got all these actors on the, on the low for cheap. He paid, you know, Vigo, Kristen Stewart and, uh, and say you do a, a good amount of cash and everything else was just kind of, Hey, come play with me a little bit. And because his name is so big, they're like, sure. Why not? I'll be in a Cronenberg movie, you know, right. um, and that th- that being said, just to wrap up this conversation, the movie was a disappointment. Um, he made a lot of choices that didn't make any sense to me. He, the visuals were there. Don't get me wrong, but they were all pointless at the end of the day, especially that fucking chair. Viggo Morton sat in the entire time to eat that chair. If you guys go to my uh, if, if you guys go to my Instagram and check the review, there's a chair that Viggo Morton's sitting in. Dude, mm-hmm. I don't get it. 
I that's why I captioned it. But why? Like it's this crazy chair that just moves by itself as he's eating, and like I like what is this? Is it trying? Is it helping him digest? If it is, let us know. Because he just has these visuals, and there I wish he had some kind of explanation for it. Anyways, folks. That being said. Avoid that one and go watch all his older stuff on the streamers. Um, another one on the streamer you can catch real quick um, before you want to uh, listen to this one is uh, Top Gun, now streaming on Paramount. Check that one out and then come back and check out this one, Top Gun Maverick. Wow, Tex. Yeah. What a Top movie, Gun man. Maverick. Uh, just um, what he needed after, like, after hours of binging Stranger Things um, yeah. and Cronenberg yeah. movies. I needed Top Gun. And to tell you what, yeah. what a breath of fresh air. Yeah, it's a, it's a before getting into spoiler territory and all that, it's a total pay for it. Go check it out in the theater. See it in the theater if you can. If not, then that's fine. You are going to you like you are going to miss out on yeah, like, some, of the full, full Im- some of the full impacts of like the jet scenes and stuff like that. But like it, it's still good. Like it's I, I think. I want to see it again once it hits streaming. You know, like, I'll check it out at home. I'll, Absolutely. Yeah. Wholeheartedly agree with both statements. Um, for sure, watch it at home when it hits again. If you do have a chance, go watch it in IMAX. It was absolutely awesome to see all the jets, all the awesome, like, you know, air action, all the dog fighting and stuff like that on the big screen. It was it was legit meant for theaters, this movie. And this is why Tom Cruise, right. I remember we spoke about it um, in, our last, yeah, um, he, in our last cast about Mission Impossible, right? We've we've seen um we've seen a bunch of these little you know the little actors introducing the movie and being like thank you for coming back to theaters you know um what was it Scream had one with like Nev Campbell Old had one with M Night Shyamalan, oh my god but, uh, where he was like thank you thank you for seeing this in theaters and oh, you were like gross. how could you but but this slap time, in the like, face. Tom- <laughs> this time when Tom Cruise is like well thank you for coming to theaters to see this I was like you know what Tom Cruise. Thank you. Thank like, you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, sir, because it was yeah. awesome. And that is legit like the one of the few movies that uh, need a theater experience that like he was right about. Like, you know, he he, he didn't want to release it in streamers because he understood the scope and the epicness of the visuals of the thing. It's like, hey, listen, like yeah. you really want to feel that tension suspense. You go watch this thing on a big screen. Yeah, because right? this. This is one of those that's been floating around during the pandemic. This is one of those that got delayed. Yes. It's it's been done for two like years, quite for a while. over two years. Yeah, because the poster, yeah. the original poster, said May twenty twenty. So yeah. that's that's right when everything fucking hit the fan, right? So um, yes. That being said, folks, let's break this one down. Yes. Um, full, full spoilers. Full spoilers. Yeah. Um, Top Gun Maverick, one of my favorite watches of the year so far. It was a great experience. And off the bat, dude, off the bat, you get sucked in with this like aerial jet action, right? Like when yeah, he's trying to reach Mach 10. Yeah, it's just like the original, you know, you get like the opening credits of like uh, the jets flying off the naval carrier and stuff like that. Just like the OG. <laughs> yeah. de- with the Kenny Danger Loggins zone song. Playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Danger exactly. Zone. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, the whole time I was like, uh, you know, leading in, I was like, oh, are they going to are they going to do Danger Zone? Are they going to do Take My Breath Away? Um, are they going to do um, Great Balls of Fire? Or they could do playing with the boys, right? Because I was like, because those those are Top Gun songs. Yes, and they are. When you think of Top Gun, you think of those songs. But, those you know, songs and those do, scenes and as well. Yeah. Yeah. They do Danger Zone right in the beginning. Get that out of the way. And then you're right. Then it throws this into like this new, like, 
that's the thing, right? It's like you get the Maverick in the original one, but now now we have like action hero Tom Cruise Maverick. Yes. Like years later, right? So it's like, of course he's gonna be trying to fly Mach 10 in like some super secret government uh, plane, dude. You know, like <laughs> But listen, like that's when you knew that this movie was gonna be something solid, something special, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, something fresh. Because you were like, wait a minute, we we get this right off the bat and yeah. you get to see the updated CG and everything, right? I, I don't know how much was um I know for That's sure there's the a lot of live action jet stuff going on. I don't know how yeah, much, but everything just looks really good, man. Really, dude, really awesome. Like, that's what that's what I was gonna ask. I was like, how much of this is real, and how much is you know? Because in my head, I know they're not gonna put these people like in actual jets in the sky, but at the same time, I'm like, we've uh, right? seen Tom Cruise, yes, do like we've seen Tom Cruise do just that, right? We've seen him jump out of planes in the middle, jump of the out air. of planes, so out like, of buildings, out of helicopters, right? Why not just sit in yeah. a cockpit and, and fly to Mach 10? Why don't you, right? Yeah, why not? Why not just go 10 G's in the air? And that's the thing. It's movie magic. I'm just gonna, but I'm just gonna that's wipe it all away as movie again. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's the perfect point, Tex. Movie magic. This is why we go to the movie theaters, right? To yeah, see, cause, to I see mean, an avatar the way of water, even though it looks like boring trash, right? To see it, Top it really Gun does. because we know the jet action is gonna be awesome. To see a Marvel movie because we want to see these superheroes, you know, fly and you know, swing larger than life kind of stuff. Movie magic, but it's movie magic with a really good budget and it looks really awesome tom cruise man oh tom cruise dude he knows how to set these movies up man he knows what looks good you know what i mean um he, he knows I, the deal dude it's hard it. it's hard to think of a tom cruise movie that didn't look good when it came to action and this one just is another one under his belt man and and just to continue along i love how they just incorporated these newer actors along with this kind of you know old story you know with this old character um right and it was the right way to do it. They set up a mission and they brought him in um, to teach this mission, not to fly it, right? But to teach these youngsters how to, you know, be a true freaking pilot, you know? Yeah, like it's total, like it's total 80s, 80s movie. It, it's like, that's what it is. Yes. I, I think that's what it is. It's like, it's an 80s movie, but now, you know, it's got all the 80s movie trappings of like, you're demoted. You got to go to this school and teach these misfits kids. This is your last you're chance out of here. or you're out of here. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's what it is. That's exactly but it. But listen, you know, it, it's, it's so simple though. And it, it's so simple and it exactly. makes sense to the character because he wasn't deep shit as well in the, in the original one, right? He was always yeah. getting in and trouble. That's, and that's why it works so well. Like that's why doing all the 80s yep. movie tropes works so well because, you know, the original one is that quintessential – 80s movie you know um uh, rest in peace uh tony scott who yeah. like that dude that dude knew movies he knew he how to make them knew how to he knew how to make movies and like yeah like you said see the original one on paramount go check that one out it still looks good it, and like yeah of course hg and all that but like in terms of like how like some of the shots are composed and all that stuff like it's so great 
and then uh, Joseph Kuzinski, um, the director behind this, who also directed Spiderhead, like we talked about, he's uh, got a lot of that same stuff in Maverick. There are so many shots that yes. just look great. Yep. Like, There's so many things of like, it's not exactly like when you you think of military stuff, you're like, oh man, I'm going in for like some propaganda. Yeah, no, this like, is different. I'm going like, yeah, I'm going in for yeah. America. Hell yeah. But like here, no, it's th- like. This is very different no, just also because we're in awe of these like multi-million dollar like machines. That's what bro. it is. This is that's awesome. what it is. You know? It's 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 love for the it's propaganda for the machines themselves. Yes. And for the people in it. You yes. know, it's like, yeah, it, uh, it's good, man. Yeah, uh, and um and to just solidify your point even more, as you go along, they they again, I'm not a military guy, you know what I mean? Like I'm not Mm-mm. into that whole thing, but I was just astonished when he was just talking about all the different jets and which one would accomplish which one. And then like you get all these close-up shots of all the parts, the thrusters, the freaking wings just coming out and like everything. And like, I know I'm a, I'm a huge fan of how it's made on TV. So I love watching components move and watching things get like, just like ignited and built up and fixed. And it's awesome. They, it's like you mentioned, Tony Scott did the same thing in the first one. It just gave us a love for this, for the machinery, like the visuals of like, of the aircraft, of the jets, of the, you know, like, uh, of the different just vehicles on this aircraft carrier, and um, it, it, it's the same thing. It's just the love of the of the visuals. And Kaczynski also did the same thing, where everything is framed in a way where it's for you to like. It's like a museum. It's like, oh, let's look at this shot. You know, admire it for a bit. Yeah. Okay, next shot. Admire that for a bit. It's, you're just walking on through a museum, man. And all this just climaxes um, towards this head-to-head where Tom Cruise is like finally as you mentioned right he gets that boot again right and and then he has to prove himself in this like crazy crash course which just like my heart stops and I'm then I'm super curious about how they filmed that because he was just like and this is why I took my background so you guys can see me in a jet and that's 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 the thing too like you know um that's that's exactly where it's like it's just like the first one yeah and you know usually when a sequel like does the same things as the first one you're like oh you're why did you tread so much of the same ground you know it's like but maverick does that but since it's like so many years later it like it all feels like it's with distinct purpose right of like oh we have to do this thing to call back to the original like like in this one in maverick so much of the time is spent in the actual training itself yes that when that the that the actual mission like is the climax of the movie but the actual mission is like maybe like maybe like 20 minutes yeah the last 15 minutes or so of the movie pretty much yeah 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 and like but like the 75 percent of that before is on the training itself and so you get a feel for how tough the training is already Mm -hmm. so that by the time like you said by the time you see tom cruise actually going for it in his final test of it, yeah. you're like, oh my god. Yes. <laughs> and then when they're in the actual mission itself, you're like, oh my god. You yeah, know, so. it's it's really cool. And then um as I was saying earlier on the show, Miles Teller um plays uh Goose's 
son in this movie. And right. um, Goose's uh, son, Rooster. Rooster, yeah. yeah. His, and, his and call it, sign's Rooster. And it's funny because yeah. I mentioned that one point that in the trailer, it makes it seem like he's blaming Tom Cruise for all this stuff. And I kind of wasn't digging that. But then we see why, right? We see that Tom Cruise yeah. didn't allow him to go um, – to get um, what was it? How do you, uh, registered or enroll himself in yeah, the Navy? He like, I forget what it's he called. like uh, he pulled his application to the academy. Yes. I think that's what it was. Yes, and that's what it was. They said his career several years back. I think they said it was so. Yes. Like you, like you're saying, it's great that they gave it like instead of just being like, oh, I hate you for letting my dad die. It's oh, I hate you for letting my yes. dad die. Plus this actual yes. thing you did plus, to me. You yeah, know? and then it's cool because um, it's also. Um, a, a call back to you know Meg Ryan's character, his mom, who told who yeah. told him, "Hey, I don't want him. I don't want him in the Navy. You know what I mean? I don't want him flying. Yeah. I don't want him flying like his dad. So this is why he did it. And this leads me to my next point. Like a lot of emotional parts in this movie when he kind of admits to um to Penny, right? The, uh, Jennifer Connelly, the new love interest, um, in the movie that it was either well, no, I'm sorry, I think he was talking to Val Kilmer at this point. Um, where he's where he's oh. telling. Telling right, him yeah. that hey, it was either he is gonna hate me or his mom, or, or, or he was no, gonna no. resent his mom. So he he was talking to Jennifer. Collins. He was talking he, to Penny. Okay, so, yeah. So yeah. So speaking of Val Kilmer, the whole thing with Val Kilmer was that he goes and talks to him because he's like, oh, he's not ready for this. That's what the whole thing was. Yes, he's like, he's not ready for the mission. And why why do you why did you give this to me? Why did you put this on me? And then you have Val Kilmer in here. Yeah, like. For like in my head, I feel so dumb because I'm like, I'm like, is Val Kilmer actually sick? And like, I'm like, did I miss an announcement where he was like, and then I'm, and then I'm so dumb because like, oh wait, stupid, it's a movie. Because <laughs> like, you know, because Val Kilmer's in there, he's like a sick, like he's a sickly version but, of Iceman. Yeah, like, but you know what though, but, like they used his real life stuff in order to kind of get that story going, which is very smart if you think about it, right? Because That's we, what I'm saying. Because it's we know like, Val Kilmer went through a lot of shit, you know, um, I think he had some kind of cancer or some kind of issue with his throat and his vocal cords right. and all that stuff affected his acting. Um, this is why he had to stop acting. It wasn't that he just dropped off the planet. It's that, you know, medically he couldn't even speak. So they actually right. used his real voice in this movie. That's how he talks now. And and honestly, like that, that that got me super emotional. Only because I know Val Kilmer's story. I know how much he so loves he acting. Is, so he is sick. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. So like See, this is why I, he looked oh a little my, different after no some idea. time because of surgeries and stuff. So he had a bunch of surgeries. This is why he wears that little uh, scarf around his neck because that's where all the scars are. Um, wow. So, I, See, yes. I had no yeah. idea so that this was I wow, got okay. super emotional at that point because I, I know his story. I know the love for acting that he has. The fact that they gave him lines was awesome instead of just having uh. him type that. Dude, that got me. That got me right in the heart bro um Dude, I, I was at quick flare with a tear in my eye this was the greatest moment ever <laughs> that's what i mean like that's that's just 80s movie stuff yeah but, dude it was great so but it's like it's 80s movie but elevated let's go back to the elevated horror conversation right yep. like mm -hmm. it's it's adding these extra details that like 
make it hit that much harder for a sequel. Yes. You know, 100%. So, like it's adding it's adding the Val Kilmer stuff. It's adding the fact that like Rooster has a legit a legit beef with Maverick. You mm-hmm. know, it's like it's adding all this stuff into it and at the same time it's still presenting the classic Top Gun story. Yes. You know, it's still it's still like the 80s thing. So it's like I liken it to Rocky Balboa mm-hmm. in terms of like Let's let's do the original movie, but mm-hmm. make it the old version of Stallone. Like yeah. let's steer into that, and so that's what Maverick does. It's yeah, like let's steer into that old version of. And like, then you know, on top of that, to add to your point, Tex, they also extend the olive branch, right? They pass the title along and the baton over to to these new characters, which whether there's a sequel or not, it doesn't matter. They, they actually think- did a good job of just hey, look, this is your guys' stuff now, right? Yeah, you know what though? I think I'm good. No, listen, like, this is what I'm uh, saying. Like, there's probably no sequel in the works, but they did a good job right? of of not making it just the Tom Cruise Maverick thing. They they helped elevate right. this Rooster character as well to uh, a baby face. Like like I said before, I was not a fan of Miles Teller until I saw him here. I was like, oh wait a minute, this guy he's not bad um yeah it took the master tom cruise to kind of you know give him the rub yeah because like miles teller you know there there have been reports about him uh, (laughs) not not being good to work with not being like um you know and he's done he's done some good movies but he's also done a lot there is there is a period where Miles Teller took on every job, and of course, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, um, far be it for me to tell you to not get your check, right? But like, it, <laughs> I'm glad he kind of like kind of went away for a little bit, took a couple years off. You know what I mean? And now now he's coming back again. Now he's in this. He's in Spiderhead, and who knows what else he's gonna be in? So um, yeah, I'm ready to see. I'm ready to see what this Miles Teller can do. You know, maybe maybe he's learned some lessons from the past. You know. <laughs> Because, you know, at the same time, I don't know if I want to see a Top Gun about him. You know, I wouldn't want yeah. a Top Gun 3. You know, no, uh, this no. one's This one's really Tom Cruise's, like, sequel. You know what I mean? Like, Tom Cruise where he's crying. Tom Cruise where he's, like, showing more emotions than he has. Like, Yeah, it was, yeah, uh, yeah, actually, it had that drama for sure. I, Agreed. Yeah, because action hero Tom Cruise is great. I love action hero Tom Cruise, of course. But we kind of forget that there's also Magnolia Tom Cruise. Oh, there's also yes. like like he's there's also Magnolia. eyes wide eyes wide shut Tom Cruise. There's interview with the like Vanilla Sky Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise too. I like Vanilla Sky. Vanilla Sky Tom yeah. Cruise. So he yeah, I I kind of want to see I'm, I'm like collateral Tom Cruise. I can just Ooh. keep naming all the all the big drama top tier Tom right? Cruise like, right there in collateral, dude. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, we're gonna have to we have to do a full Tom Cruise episode someday. Absolutely, and, like, his- he has to do that. It's gonna be a tough ranking right there. Yeah, that's gonna that's, be tough. He has a lot exactly of That's exactly what man. I'm saying, right? He's he's not only had a lot, but like you kind of forget with this action hero self now, you're like, well, he's done a lot of like really great performance based yeah. stuff. Yeah, for sure. So I'm hoping Maverick is kind of the start to like bring all that back. Like I'm like, yeah, you do your mission impossibles, but every now and again, give me give me one of these where you're like tearing up and I'm like feeling for you. I'm like, hell yeah, Maverick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was rooting for my little guy the entire time. And you know, 
<laughs> it's no, it's so funny because like in the original Top Gun, he's so short compared to everybody else. I'm glad they <laughs> kind of kept that him, in the. That's why I called him little guy. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm so glad they kept that in the new one. It's too, funny. I I watched the rec- uh, the uh, the older one recently, and he's such a pipsqueak, you know, a pipsqueak, right? Pipsqueak. Yeah. yeah. His voice even and everything is so high pitched compared to everybody else. I'm like, oh my god, Tommy, we're so young. Um, yeah. And yeah. then. Seeing Maverick now, I think, is kind of the way these 80s uh, action macho movies, right, are supposed to kind of evolve in a way. It was just like it it had him kind of just floating in the ether of this career that he had. And we just kind of jumped right back in, you know. It, It wasn't much history because they were like, you know what? I've been doing the same thing for a long time. Just the pilot. Yeah, they literally you know? just just kept him in the same spot. Yeah, which like is very it, smart. It's, you know? dude, it's, it's super smart because you don't want to overcomplicate him. Or he's a, he's already established. We know who he is. Now we have to make sure we can get this thing going because it's all about the supporting characters around him. Yeah, we knew Maverick was going to be a success, but it also depended on the story that was going to you know unfold the rest of his legacy, which happened to be like leading this mission, right? Like that. Also, that was a perfect thing to kind of get his career wrapped up in a neat little package was to run this mission the way he did, right? So th- right, that was also right. a great um, nod to the characters to kind of send them off in a in a leading kind of way that he's leading this team. And he's leading this a very important mission. He, the best of the best pilots, and he's still the best. Um, he's freaking Maverick, and he, he proves it. You know the entire time, and it was so dope how he wasn't like he was never shit on. You know, like after he was, after he showed who he was, you know what I mean? Like his skills were never in question, which is something that you would see in other movies of like, oh, this guy's, this guy's done. He's over it. You know, he doesn't have the skills anymore. No, he was at the top of his game still, you know, even faster than he was before and proving it. And I really enjoyed that too, that they didn't take the mystique off the character. You know, he didn't have to retrain himself to, to learn how to fly, you know, and that was awesome. Right. Right. There was, there was no stumbling for him. There was no, it's just like once, once we were thrown back in, it was basically top gun, but with action hero Tom Cruise. So it's like, you know, now we got like the full experience Tom Cruise and it kind of like, it reflects the character too. Cause it's like, of course he would have all these years of experience on top of what we saw back in Top Gun. You know what I mean? So yep. it's like, I don't know, man, it's, I want to say it's the best of these like late, you know, really late sequels, you know, um, these legacy sequels. I think that's what they're they're called. Yeah. But, like, I, I think when comparing it to like, um, I guess Halloween would be like a, a major example of like a but it's also not like a reboot. It's straight up like a sequel. It's, it's meant it, yeah. to be a straight up continuation from the first one. So I don't know, man. It just works. Like I, it's it's that's what like I find myself praising it. I'm like it's just it just works, man. It just text. I don't know. This is why I, I don't know why watch it. it just works. This is yeah, why I was like text. You gotta go to the theater and watch this thing, man. I need to know what you're yeah. thinking. And it's it was worth it, man. It's so worth it. Again, this is one of those movie experiences that um you know you got to go to the theater for it it it, it heightens the experience because of just the way everything was filmed and and i remember going to the theater on a tuesday morning to watch this thing it was packed it was packed you had all these old dudes hanging out there of course and and, uh, we were all having a grand old time so folks go to the theater watch top gun maverick it is worth 
the money. Um, go watch it. Uh, go watch the old one on Paramount as well. Um, if you'd like to watch that right before a, a real a real theater pleaser. Yes, there we go. absolutely. A real, pleaser. a real popcorn flick on top of that too. You know. Um, yeah. We haven't gotten one of those in a long time, so th- this one for sure hits that mark. It hits that feel button, especially if if you're a fan of the original one. If you know the story well, this one just adds on top of that story. And as Text mentioned, it's an actual continuation of one of these um, quintessential 80s movies um, done successfully, done well. Um, It's not a reboot. It's a fresh story to continue on with the Maverick legacy, folks. So go watch that in theaters. Uh, Go watch the original one on, uh, on Paramount. Go check us out on Twitch on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. We are everywhere, folks. This has been The Morgue, episode 113, an official Course Feed podcast. And I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. And with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez. Big shout out to you guys for listening. We have about 112 of these things for you guys in the archives. Go check that out. Go check everything else out on CourseFeed.com. Big shout out to Glenn Morawski for the music. Big shout out to Del Virus for the artwork. And big shout out to you folks for listening. Remember, folks, it's a scary world out there, but we're here to walk you through it.